Well, hello and welcome to the April 2021 CSF monthly podcast. I hope you're well. I hope you're surviving these strange COVID times. And I hope you also were able to celebrate some time over the Easter break. Well, today I'm going to review two interesting papers from the four that are published to the CSF Library this month. Uh, the first comes from Rishi Desai and colleagues. It's a population-based cohort study which evaluated the risk of venous thromboembolism with tofacitinib. Uh, the second paper I'm going to cover is by Paki Travis and colleagues, which aimed to compare the pharmacological basis underlying the clinical efficacy and safety of JAK inhibitors. Now, to access detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, visit cytokinesignaling.com. It's, uh, it's a great place, loads of really useful information, slides, summaries, and I personally find them incredibly useful. I hope you do too. Well, let's turn to the first paper by uh, Rishi Desai and colleagues. It's a population-based cohort study which evaluated the risk of venous thromboembolism with tofacitinib compared to TNF inhibitors in people with rheumatoid arthritis. Well, rheumatoid arthritis patients initiating either tofacitinib or a TNF inhibitor were identified across three databases, market scan, Medicare, or Optum a composite endpoint of incident VTE, including pulmonary embolism or deep vein thrombosis was the primary outcome. And this was identified using inpatient claims for pulmonary embolism or DVT. Uh, patients were followed until treatment discontinuation, treatment switch, insurance disenrollment, or administrative censoring. So the key results, well, a, a total of 42,201, 25,078 and 20,374 RA patients were identified from market scan, Medicare and Optum respectively, of whom 7.1%, 7.1% and 9.7% were tofacitinib initiators. In all three cohorts, a notably greater proportion of tofacitinib initiators had used more than or equal to three non-biologic DMARDs and glucocorticoids at the baseline, indicating potentially more active disease, longer duration of RA in this group, and that might be significant in overall risk. Distribution of risk factors for VTE was similar between tofacitinib and TNF inhibitors initiators in all three databases. Um, PS adjustment provided excellent balance in all covariates as demonstrated by standardized difference of close to zero and to determine the, ri determine the risk of incident VTE associated with RA treatments patients with cancer or history of VTE during the baseline period was excluded. Now PS weighted hazard ratio showed no differences in the risk of VTE between tofacitinib and TNF inhibitors in any database with a pooled hazard ratio, 95% confidence interval of 1.13, uh, 0.77 to 1.65 as reported. Well, the implications here, well, VTE occurred infrequently, that's less than once per 100, in a total of 87,653 RA patients initiating tofacitinib or a TNF inhibitor. And at least in this analysis, there was no evidence for an increased risk of VTE for lower doses of tofacitinib versus TNF inhibitors observed in this group of RA patients. It's a contentious issue that we'll continue to look at, but important to look at the balance of the literature and here, a, a large database that offers some reassurance. Well, the second paper comes from Paki Travis and colleagues and compared the pharmacological basis underlying the clinical efficacy and safety of JAK inhibitors. 
A little background here. Well, uh, despite showing similar clinical efficacy, the reportance uh, reported incidence rates of some adverse events of special interest vary among the JAK inhibitors becoming available to us for use. Um, the, the relationship between JAK isoform selectivity and the inhibition of distinct cytokine responses at clinical plasma exposures of these JAK inhibitors could provide a, a potential mechanistic basis for their relative efficacy and safety profiles. The objective of this study was to calculate the daily clinical PD inhibition profiles of cytokine signaling for filgotinib, baricitinib, tofacitinib, and upadacitinib to compare their inhibition and selectivity. In vitro cellular cytokine assays in human PBMCs and whole blood were coupled with clinical RA plasma exposures for each JAK inhibitor. And the results were confirmed through ex vivo PD data obtained from blood samples from a phase one healthy volunteers uh, study uh, in people who received filgotinib. Well, key results here, it's an in vitro cellular cytokine assay. Uh, JAK1 dependent pathways uh, elicited by stimulation with interferon alpha phosphostat 5, IL6 phosphostat 1 were among the most potently inhibited of all JAK inhibitors in healthy and RA blood with filgotinib exhibiting the greatest selectivity for JAK1 pathways. JAK inhibitors demonstrated distinct cellular selectivity for JAK heterodimeric cytokine signaling and ex vivo pharmacodynamic data from phase one healthy volunteers clinically confirmed the JAK1 selectivity of filgotinib. Clearly, that was an analysis that wasn't performed for the other JAK inhibitors in this study, so careful to be, to be aware of that. And the implications here, well, based at least on in vitro cellular assays and clinical PK, filgotinib is predicted to have a potentially different clinical PD profile compared with other JAK inhibitors. Although recall the proviso that the other JAK inhibitors were not submitted for the, the detailed PK um, phase one analysis as reported in this study. Uh, JAK1 dependent IL-6 interferon alpha pathways were comparably inhibited by JAK inhib doses that have similar efficacy in RA. Um, Forgotten have demonstrated reduced JAK2 and JAK3 activity, providing a potential mechanistic basis for apparently emerging differences in safety profiles. Although, just be careful, we've got to see those in large clinical cohorts before we can really make inferences. And these data can be used to build mechanistic correlations between cytokine inhibition and ultimately rates of adverse events observed with real-world JAK and abuse. Well, there were two other papers that we uploaded to the CSF uh, website this week. There, there, there's an interesting paper, Yoshia Tanaka and colleagues, which included myself actually as an author de declaration of potential conflict there, where we provided an overview of the Fulgotnip clinical trial program in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. Um, there's also an interesting publication by Yesid Estepinan and colleagues, which evaluated BTK, Britain's tyrosine kinase inhibitors, and the possible mechanisms underlying adverse effects for that new emerging class of drugs. Uh, so if you want to view these publications uploaded this month, um, head across to cytokinesignaling.com. Um, as I said before, great resources there, lots of useful hands-on information, slides you can download and use. So please do use it and I hope you'll find it helpful. And always thanks for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. And finally, as ever, very safe and healthy times to you, your loved ones, and to all of your colleagues. Thanks so much for your attention.